This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Chirp, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, hello. Caps fans, we've got an incredible episode for you, as always. It'll be a Thursday segment-based episode. The Hockey Troll Hip Check is going to cover um, the recent acquisition by the Philadelphia Flyers of John Tortorella. Uh, I personally am in on this. I think it's a good move for the Flyers. And um, we'll, we'll just dive into it. What's snack time with Polly Cupcakes going to be like, Polly? I'm talking about Jack Johnson. Just got his degree. Um going to talk about him going back to school um and a little bit about his career and why i like him yeah and, and you know his smash hit banana pancakes love that song what a bop absolutely <laughs> <laughs> oh shit all right let's uh let's pop some tabs and get into it what do you think let's do it one two three uh Polly, before we get into it uh, I don't know if you knew this, but I told you a couple times, maybe once in the past, that I bought new golf clubs. Oh, I don't, I don't remember you telling me that. Tell me about it. Really? Oh, okay. Well, I, of course, I'll tell you about it. Um, hmm. I so I uh, I bought them and <clears throat> went out, played with them uh, the for for the first time on the actual course. I've only, I just, I hit the range once and then I was like, I need to get out there and just see how these things play. Um, much more consistently. I'll tell you that. Uh, and a little bit more confidence inspiring. I'm not spraying the ball to the right as much anymore, uh, with my irons. And, um, so I've now played with them twice and I went to a course I never played before, or I played like half of it and then we got rained out. Um, I ended up shooting a 102, but the greens were crazy in this course, and uh, the first, like the front nine, I was ju- I just fell apart. Uh, you know, breakfast ball, it was early in the morning, well, early in the morning for me is like 10, so getting out there at 10 was a little rough, um, but once I got into the groove of things, you know, back nine, I shot under 50, I mean, I think that's, that, that for me is a win. Yeah, I mean... That's it's a, it's a good uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, way, way to save the day. That was yeah. a phrase, not a word. <laughs> and you know the guy I was playing with, we were pretty close in score, but like again in the front nine, he was running away with it. Like I think he had me by like six six or seven strokes. Um, he ended up beating me by two, but that's still a pretty good comeback. Yeah, it is. You know, you didn't give up, and we're all proud of you for that. <laughs> but dude, these fucking sticks are so sick. 100% 10 out of 10 would recommend the Cleveland CBX full face uh wedges. I have a 60 and a 56. If you're look if you're shopping wedges right now, I've got them weighted to a D4. Like you definitely need to check them out. Definitely need to check them out. They're like fucking butter, oversized lambkin grips. So sick. Definitely the highlight of the purchase. Well, I'm happy for you. Yeah. And the tailor-made stealths are sick, too. So, you know, there's that. Speaking of awesome sticks and stealths, how about Bauer bringing back the Easton Synergy? 
So, dude, I saw that. That's sick. Um, and but here's the thing that I, I don't get: is Easton Hockey not owned by Easton Hockey anymore? Like, what's going on with that? I don't know. Let's uh, look at that. Because I mean, it seems like it's still, or maybe I thought maybe CCM bought them out. That's I thought. Um, I thought CCM bought Easton at some point. Yeah, but maybe um, I don't know. Maybe they sold the rights to that stick. That's dumb. Um, Why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, I don't know. So if anyone's watching or when you listen, if you know the answer, I'm not getting. I'm not gonna research this yeah. mid podcast. So uh, anyway, yeah, I, I don't know how they came into the rights of this beautiful stick, but in my opinion, this stick is the OG. You know, this seemed to be like the the first elite stick coming into the new era of sticks getting away from the woodies funny yeah. enough my first two eastern synergies were one piece woodies um but <laughs> then then i got an actual <clears throat> an actual eastern uh synergy stick but this eastern synergy just so much member berries for me dude no doubt um you know so funny enough this whole one piece stick technology, when Easton came out with it, it was actually just two a two piece stick that they created. It made the blade really light, and then just put like a fiberglass wrap around it. Um, and that's that may be how they make them today still, but I feel like technology is a little bit farther advanced. Um, but this one, the one piece stick, man, one piece composites gave everyone from the NHL on down a shot at that point. Um, you know, the only thing that's more iconic is the Easton Z bubble. Huh. And but then you're, you know you're going to you're going to two piece tech there. That's dated. Uh, but yeah, I mean Synergy was definitely the groundbreaking thing. All the kids had to have it. I worked in a pro shop at the time, and I I was like so against it for the longest time. And then I didn't have a one piece stick until like college maybe I don't even know definitely not in high school um, I always had um, Z-Bubble Lust and never got it uh, I had a I had an Easton Cyclone though which was like a rounded and they had like a, a rounded stick it was a little bit more round than, than the square Z-Bubble um, in any case shit was sweet well yeah I mean for a while there you would buy shaft and blade separate you can mix and match right. different stick and everything and it it seems like i don't know maybe the last 10 years it, you're you're not you very you very rarely see a shaft in a yeah. pro shop i mean there'll be blades so you can fix and um you know replace it on a stick you broke but yeah you're not just walking in and seeing blades in one basket and staffs in the or shafts in the other and create a stick but back when the synergy came out you know i think you had the option of buying them separate or in one piece <clears throat> yeah so <clears throat> that's that's a good point i had um and and you know when you 
working in a pro shop, obviously, like you had this big like candle of glue and, you know, you had to build these sticks or guys that would come in and like want to want to buy the two piece. And then Synergy had a two piece as well that they launched kind of simultaneous. It was I think they launched it after the one piece. So it was kind of like a backlash. The market like was like, oh, new technology this is bullshit. This ticks two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Fucking crazy. And my kids going out here and snapping them in fucking half. That's two hundred and fifty dollars. I could have just replaced the blade, you know? Um my my stupid ass kids using this on the fucking driveway like he's like I made a fucking money. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I mean uh, definitely cool and and of course synergy was the first broke into the market and then Bauer and CCM followed suit. I never really liked the CCM vector, which was like the first one piece. And then the Bauer one pieces were so incredibly stiff, dude. And I remember I tweeted this like a couple months ago when Chris Pronger is out here talking about his financial advice and shit. (laughs) I never um, would have expected Chris Pronger to be doing that when I saw him in the Bauer catalog. I guess back in the day they would send you like the print catalogs for all the products this stick that I could barely like just, I could barely get it to bend when I was off skates, just trying to like test the flex. It was like a fucking board. And I like, there's a, there was a picture of Chris Pronger taking a slap shot with, uh, with the Bauer stick. And this fucking stick is torqued nearly in half. His, his hands are like a good, like foot in front of the blade. And it's right when he's making contact with ice and, and, me and the other guys at the pro shop would just look at that and be like, Jesus Christ. Like, I cannot believe that. Um, yeah. I mean, that's why those things come in a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute piss missile. So interesting stuff, man. Yeah. I, I, are you going to buy one? <laughs> um, we got big boy well, money I, now. We got big boy money. Yeah, now. We got adult money and shit. <laughs> I might, I mean, maybe, maybe not right away, but I, I wouldn't think that they're going to, with the popularity of it, I wouldn't think it's a limited edition. I, I feel like they'll keep it around for a while. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I've I've got to think that it's going to fly off the shelves, and then all these little like beer league beer league is going to be inundated with it. Let's just say that, and then all the little yeah. shitty kids are going to be like, "What's a synergy?" It's like, shut the hell up, you know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's kind of like like adults with Pokemon stuff, whether it's Pokemon Go or cards or whatever. It's like kids today. <laughs> May, like some of them might like it, but it's it's like we're we have our money now, and so we're going to buy the things we wish we could when we were kids. Yeah, and that's and that's literally what I think I'm going to do. Yeah, because I don't think I ever I don't think I ever had a synergy. I I had the two wooden ones that we bought together, uh, an orange one and a yellow one, both the right-handed Joe Sackett curve. Those are the dollar store brand <laughs> dollar store yeah. brand synergies. Yeah. And then I ended up with a silver one that was a two-piece. That nice. one, I got that my second year of travel hockey, eighth grade. Okay. And, and it drastically increased my shot. Yeah. Like, more, more accurate, came in harder. I mean, I had more goals as a defenseman with the new synergy than I did playing left wing the previous year with Wood. <laughs> it was all the stick. It wasn't you Definitely. at all. No, it was the stick. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I, I, I think I'm probably going to buy one. I, I hope that they do a non-grip. So all the sticks that I find anymore are like just super tacky and grippy. And that's fine. Like I've gotten used to it, but I never liked it back in the day. Like I never liked the grip. Um, I, I get like why that you can like grip it and rip it a little bit better, but I like to like, you know, be able to, I like the like zero resistance when I'm, when I'm, you know, trying to move my hand up and down the shaft. Yeah. You like a silky stroke on the shaft. Yeah. I don't like a lot of, don't like a lot of friction when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, you know, tightly squeezing the shaft and moving my hand up and down on it, my, my plums, my, my bright blue plums, with the deep purple hue. Hey man, you gotta have options for people out there like you. Yeah. Um, okay. This fucking episode's officially off the fucking rails. Um, <laughs> Let's, so let's, let's talk about let's, John Torella. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about John Torella, the Hockey Troll Hip Check. What do you think? Let's do it. This is the Hockey Troll Hip Check. <laughs> All right. John Tortorella. Hired by the Flyers, probably not for seven million that they offered Barry Trotz. I don't know what the uh, the stipulations of the contract are, but I'm guessing he's getting pretty penny. Um, you know, what was John Tortorella's last coaching gig? Vancouver or Columbus? Columbus. Columbus. He yeah. was possibly the catalyst that created the back-to-back Tampa Bay Lightning after he swept <laughs> the Tampa Bay Lightning on their President's Trophy season. In the first round, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Tortorella, everywhere he goes, he's a complete dickhead. Uh, you know, he's a Boston mass hole guy, you know, totally on brand. Um, and he's always just been super, super uh, critical when coming to the press. Like, he wears his emotions on his, on his sleeves for sure. Um, kind of like a Bruce Boudreaux, but, like, angry. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, he's like an yeah. he's like an angrier mass hole Bruce Boudreaux with zero joy in his life. It seems, um, you know. First of all, I, I would like to reiterate that I called this. I knew this was going to happen, and I think it was the best fit for the Flyers. Uh, right now, the Flyers are a meaningless dumpster fire of a team. They have zero identity. Long gone are the broad street bullies days they're they're basically a wet paper bag they have no identity when you go play the flyers you don't know what the hell you're gonna get i mean is it a skilled team is it a team that's gonna goon it up i mean are they physical i cannot answer any of those questions can you Polly? no not at all uh, honestly all i can think of the flyers right now is you can almost chalk up your matchup to be a W. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously the Philadelphia Flyers generally play pretty well against DC with that little bit of a rivalry that we have. And now that we're in the Metro, you know, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty apparent, but at the same time, like, um, you know, I, I, I look at the Flyers and I just feel sorry for them <laughs> anymore. Uh, yeah. Was it 1975? It's our last cup. Yep, yep. So it's been, Jesus, 40, 50, almost 50 years. 
Yeah. You know, I feel bad. I, I like Drew. I feel bad for Drew. Well, and you know, um, you look at it and Claude Drew, like the Flyers at this point, you know, getting rid of G, I think that signaled like, okay, we're blowing it up. Yeah, I think so. And I think you've made the point before that um, Torts is kind of the guy who comes in and puts a team into a position to get ready to make a run. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's what we talked about a week ago. Tortorella, he's 63. He's enjoyed a 19-year coaching career. He's got 673 wins, which makes him the 14th most winning in coach in, in NHL history. That's not bad company to be in. You know, you can't scoff at that. You know, we've covered that he's a, a total dick to the media, which I like. I think it's fucking hilarious. It's like you never know what he's going to do when he comes out. And he's always so short when, like, and, and when he's pissed off and the media asks another question, he's just like, I don't know, next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, so, and, and players have had mixed emotions with John Tortorella. You know, the on ice results are different, though. Like, you look at what he did in New York. The shot blocking took him to the Eastern Conference Finals, like took him to, um, you know, took him deep in the playoffs a couple times uh, in it, during his time there. You look at him winning a cup with Tampa Bay, uh, you know, so he has won a cup before, right? That's correct. A long time ago, back when Tampa yeah. Bay won their first. Um, and, you know, so players have like a mix. And then you will you look at Vancouver was kind of like a nothing burger, burger, but he had really little to work with there. And then Columbus, he started to instill a little bit of an identity into that team, which if you think about teams with no identity, I mean, I think Columbus, other than the Philadelphia Flyers as of late, but like, you know, historically you look at Columbus and you're like, what is their game? You know? Yeah. That's, that's kind of been an expansion team that has really struggled to, to really be anything relevant other than, oh yeah, we play Columbus tonight. Right. It was Rick Nash, and then it was like, okay, we're just going to never have an identity other than Rick Nash. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and then it's – it's it, but Tortorella kind of turned that turned the ship around on that as well. So I think that as far as a, a guy who's going to install culture and the Philadelphia Flyers and his press releases this far have been centered around that, you know. I think it's obvious that nobody's going to expect the Philadelphia Flyers to be making deep runs next year. Uh, they're in a they're rebuilding phase for sure. They just they just jettisoned their captain of like ten years, and they're ready for a full overhaul. So they really did throw the baby out with the bathwater here, and now they're just refilling the tank. Yeah, for sure. And uh, he's he's the kind of guy that'll. He'll he'll whip the guys into shape. He'll he'll retool their game, like you said he did in New York. He definitely seems like the right fit personality wise and you know coaching style slash previous results wise. Yeah, and I mean he's going to hold guys accountable too. Uh, I think that's pretty it's pretty important with a young team because you're going to go through a rebuild. You're going to have to build through the draft here with Philadelphia. Uh, he's he's going to hold guys accountable and he's going to make sure that. Uh, this was the case, you know, um, of course it sounds like Philadelphia wanted trots, but they, ended because of all of that money and trots turned them down. I would too, if I was buried trots. Um, but 
I think it was less of a one and two pick versus a one A one B. Yeah. And Torrella has been on the shelf as a head coach for a while, so you know he's been doing some some analyst work when he was talking shit on Tre- Trevor Zegris for that kid play showboating, uh, you know, expect to get punched in the face type old school hockey. But if that is the identity that the Philadelphia Flyers want to return to, he's the guy to put it in. Um, he's had run-ins with players in the past, but from what I hear, he's much more of a player's coach than he puts on. You know, he seems a much more authoritarian. He outwardly faces, but from what I've heard, uh, the majority of his players like him and do liken him more to more of a player's coach than you would think. You know, like I said, I, I feel like he would be kind of more of like a uh, like a Bowman where a Scotty Bowman where it was just like nothing personal. Like you know, this is just, you know, a th- like it's my show. It's my way or the highway. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Though the negative side of that is he has had run ins with some players. Uh, Brandon Dubinsky tweeted out recently when the Flyers fired him, like prayers for the Flyers, basically like good luck with this asshole. They were not getting along in New York. Dubinsky ends up losing this battle, though, on the team in New York. You know, I think at least. I mean, he stayed a lot. He stayed. I, I'm pretty sure Dubinsky ended up staying around with New York. But uh, but I, I mean, I don't remember. I don't remember how this kind of came out. Do you Wasn't at this all? Columbus? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Columbus. No. Was it? Yeah, maybe. Let me look it up real quick. But anyways, so who comes out on top of this? It was Columbus. Um, Yeah, I mean, Dubinsky's also the guy who got a lot of talk because he said basically that uh, Sid was – below Ovechkin when you play against him. Right, because he dove like a little um, bitch. Who Tortorella also came out and said that the Penguins' whiny stars are always getting favored by the NHL, which we already knew. But actually, sorry, so Dubinsky played for Tortorella on both the Rangers and the Blue Jackets over four seasons apiece, so eight years. Um, but, you know, in 2012, uh, the pair's relationship was basically a shit show. And, you know, I, I, uh, I, this, I, I, honestly, I guess looking back, there wasn't a clear winner of this, right? Like the coach didn't get fired to, you know, because of it specifically, a la Ovechkin versus Bruce Boudreaux, (laughs) you know, so. Or a couple uh, other coaches. (laughs) Right, exactly, right. Um, And, you know, I don't blame management for not taking a side on that either. Uh, for both teams. So, you know, something apparently soured there. And I love the drama, but it never turned, it never, I, I feel like when a player speaks out against his coach, it never goes in the player's favor. No. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, he's your coach, dude. Like, that's how it is. Like, play the game. He's the boss. Um, you know, uh, another guy who did not like Tortorella was Sean Avery. Um, Sean Avery shit on Tortorella, called him like a little chihuahua 
that was a little tiny man who was trying to prove that he was a big dog in the locker room when he was with New York. Sounds a lot like Sean Avery. It's exactly. I think Sean Avery and Tortorella were just too alike. That's probably what happened yeah. there. Um. So you know those two very vocal accounts aside, nobody else on the team. You know this wasn't like a Babcock esque where the whole team was yeah like fuck Babs he totally stabbed everybody in the back. He's like a manipulative piece of shit. It was just a personality clash with a couple of players. It seems like. Uh, in any case, it looks like. Uh, Tortorella is more than fine, uh, especially with his relationship and his opportunities. And now he's the head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. And like I said, you know, I think the Flyers are going to save some money on him. I think $7 million for a coach is outrageous. Uh, but I think that, I think this is a good call by the Flyers looking for an identity. And, and I think that Tortorella is the guy to do it. And if Tortorella does do well, turns his team around in a couple years, I don't think that the Philadelphia Flyers jettison him for a uh, like a Barry Trotz or like the the top name who's available at any given point in the next couple years. Do you? No, I think if he turns his team around, they're going to stick with him. Yeah, and I think that they're going to give him a shot in the playoffs and see like what what he can do with Philadelphia. Uh, you know, three or four first round exits, though. You know, I mean, I think obviously it's probably time to move on, or you know, even a couple, but. At the same time, you look at the career of John Tortorella and, you know, he could be, he could be, um, taking the Flyers into the playoffs here. You know, hate to see it because <laughs> it's the Flyers. Well, if he can put him in a position to bump Pittsburgh out of that yearly playoff spot, I'll take it. Yep. Let's go. Maybe reinvigorate that battle of Pennsylvania. Hey, that's the the Flyers and Penguins are my favorite hockey uh, playoff series to watch. That does not include a team I cheer for. Yeah, uh, and I love to see. I love it when Phil and and that's why like I can't totally hate Philadelphia because they do put the smackdown on on uh, the Penguins every once in a while. Yeah, the the enemy of my enemy. Exactly, the devil we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's my spiel on Don Tort- John Tortorella with the Flyers. I think that, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how this pans out. Uh, and even if you have zero dog in the fight like us, at least, and, and you know, I don't know if Tortorella, I, I, don't, I don't see him getting soft in this position. We're at least going to have some amazing press conferences, right? Oh, yeah. I, I love when he gives it back. <laughs> it's so funny. So, so funny. Um, well, you know what else is funny there, Polly? Tell me. Winning money through DraftKings Sportsbook. I really had to figure out how to do that. Hockey fans, the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot and even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Definitely get in on DraftKings Sportsbook. That's an incredible offer. Win your free $100. Use code THPN on DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that is code THPN. And thank us later. Thank us later. I am quite peckish, Polly. Well, my my oven is nice and hot. It's snack time with Polly Cupcakes. Hey, it's graduate season. And it is. It is. Jack Johnson, after 17 years, got his undergrad degree. Good for, good for yeah. him. <laughs> Yeah, 17 years ago, he started his freshman year. Um, he ended up playing two seasons at Michigan and uh, went back, got himself a general studies degree. You know, he ended up saying, you know, just something he, he wanted to do for himself. You know, this year also, Brooks Orpig got his degree from Boston College 24 years after his freshman year. Man, these are like some serious Ryan, Super Saiyan God uh, seniors, huh? Yeah, right. Uh, imagine them playing intramurals. <laughs> uh, I, I believe Ryan Whitney also, he went back and got his degree from BU once he had retired. Um, you know, I just think, you know, one, it, it's great to see that because so many guys who go play college hockey, rarely do they play four seasons. So, right. I mean, I think it's great to see these guys are going back. Um. I believe the NCAA will recognize your scholarship when you go back, which could be a bit of a debate. You know, it's almost like you're cheating the university there because um, you're not really playing for your scholarship anymore. But, right. um, you know, congrats to Jack Johnson. You know, should have gone to Notre Dame because you're from Indiana, but whatever. And... <laughs> Congrats to Brooks Orpig. I know we already talked about that a while ago, but I just wanted to ta- talk about Jack Johnson a little bit more, too. Yeah. You know, he gets constantly, constantly shit on. <laughs> and he has had some rough times. That is for sure on the ice. Yeah, and off the but ice, too. Off the ice, yeah. So, yeah. you know, something people don't think about or care about, I guess is that he had to file bankruptcy because his parents were his power of attorney and spent all of his money. Robbed like, him he didn't even real He didn't even realize what was happening. And then he started, like, being told he owed people money, and he was like, what? And I think he's now at the point where he's allowed to collect on his contracts. There was, because he was committed to making some sort of payment as a part of his bankruptcy agreement. He was making a couple seasons, like $230,000. Wow. Which is well below league minimum. 
Yeah, and I mean, when he broke um, into the league, he was a star. And, like, he was getting, in Columbus, like, seven, eight million dollars a year. Like, he, he had a big contract. I mean, it was multiple millions of dollars, I, I thought, at one point. Yeah. Carolina drafted him third overall in 2005. Wow. You know, he started his season with the Kings. He was there for six years. Then he played with the Jackets for the next six years. So he's won a couple a cup. years. In, um, 2 did the Kings win in twelve? Uh, I'm not sure. I thought because they won a what three in five years. No, they won two in two and like three. four years. Yeah. Okay. Um. No, I, I believe this is his first opportunity at a cup. Okay. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, but <laughs> he uh, – so anyway, every, everybody is always getting on Jack Johnson. I've noticed through the playoffs, even on, even on Av's Twitter, he still – he gets tore up. Yeah, uh, I think he had the first goal of the season actually this year. It was a pretty sweet, pretty sweet goal. But I'm very pro Jack Johnson. I mean, I watch I watch the game, and some of the plays he gets beat on, I think, really aren't much different than what other people will get beat on. But then it happens to him, and they everyone acts like he's just extraordinarily bad. Yeah, he's he's a martyr, and we know you love yeah. an underdog. Yeah, I mean, I I will admit he does have a a minus of one fourteen. That's not very good for a defenseman. Career minus of one fourteen. Yes, um, that is poop. That's really well, bad. the L is where he really racked up bad. He yeah, was minus they were 90. shit when he was there. Yeah, he was minus ninety in six years in L.A. So, <laughs> you know that's. God. <laughs> that's that's where it is, but you know he's played a thousand and twenty four regular season games. If this guy is not good at hockey, there's no way he's playing that many hockey games. And as a defenseman, he's got three hundred and twelve points. I mean, that's getting close on, you know, uh, a a point every three games. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's the advanced stat crowd that hates him, right? But he's yeah. done time with like the Penguins. You know, he's he gets looks. I mean, he's a viable player, and I think that they like him because he's a big physical presence. Yeah. I mean, he had a big momentum-shifting hit in game one. Um, I can't remember who he hit, but someone was trying to beat him on the offensive blue line, and he just completely upended him. I, I made a TikTok about it with Jack Johnson's banana pancakes in the background because <laughs> uh, it was a Jack Johnson, in parentheses, banana pancake. <laughs> Uh, wow, you're a genius. <laughs> you know, I know. I really am. You know, in the, in addition to his NHL career of a thousand games, he has also played, you know, the two seasons for Michigan that we talked about. He has played for Team USA. Let me count here real quick. One, two, three. Fifteen different times he has worn the red, white, and blue. Whether it was, um, he played for him in U17, U18, 
He played World Juniors. He played. He's played World Championships, the Olympics. He was on the World Cup team. I Tortorella put him on, dressed him for two games. Yeah. Um. He this season, you know, in these playoffs, he currently is. Um. Oh, they don't have hits here. Well, he's had a lot of hits. Yeah. Uh, crap. I mean, that's what he's putting <laughs> to the table for sure. And yeah, I mean, he's okay. from what I understand, he's like a really nice guy too. Like, I remember they did like a special on him a couple years after the whole drama with his parents went down, and he really kind of opened up. Uh, a lot of people don't remember that, but I, I mean, you know, when that's the ultimate betrayal. Like, your parents robbed you. You trusted them yeah. implicitly. And they took everything from you to the point where, you know, $20 million is fucking gone. Yeah, that's brutal. And from what I understand, they don't they don't talk anymore. I couldn't talk to my parents if they fucking robbed me of $20 million. No. I mean, that's, that's unforgivable. I don't care yeah. how much they've invested in him during his life. First of all, they by no means put as much money into him as he could have put into them. Right. Like he would have probably given them yeah. anything they asked for. Yeah. And even if he was going to be a stingy bastard and never pay them anything as a thank you for all the sacrifices they've made his parents, you are still his fucking parents. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, and like that's, it's heinous. It's that's fucked. Like I, I can't, I can't imagine what that, what, you know, what, what goes through those people. I mean, you know, Hey, I'll, I've never been tempted with, uh, opportunity like that. So I don't know, maybe my kid starts making millions of dollars. I rob her blind too, but, uh, you know, I, I would like to think that I wouldn't, that's just so terrible, you know, it is, it is. And, you know, he is now 35 years old. Yeah. And as a 35-year-old, 74 games in the regular season, 68 blocks, 91 hits. I mean, he is still out there playing the physical game, getting, you know, he's on the the bad side heading towards 40. Yeah. He, he's nowhere near a young man. Um, he can still play the game. You know, I watch him play, and there are certain things that I, I notice. Sometimes he gets a little, sometimes he gets a little caught watching. Yeah, but for the most part, like I think he's a valuable piece of that team. He, I don't think he played much this playoffs until Samuel Gerrard broke his sternum, right? And then he was the first one. He's who they put in the lineup, and I'm pretty sure he's been in the lineup ever <clears throat> ever since. And I've liked what I've seen out of him so far. Uh, and then. Another thing that probably makes me like him is, yeah, you know, I'm a Notre Dame fan. That's no Are secret. You? I didn't. His know brother-in-law, that. <laughs> yeah, right. His brother-in-law is Brady Quinn, who was is one of the best quarterbacks in Notre Dame history. Right. You know the the Quinn family is from Dublin, Ohio, which is outside of Columbus. So, you know, Brady went to Notre Dame, but his sister was at Ohio State, and she ended up marrying. AJ Hawk, who helped them win a national championship and then was a Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers. Brady's youngest sister married Jack Johnson, who I can only assume they met when he was playing for Columbus. Mm-hmm. 
And then Brady Quinn married a um, an Olympic gymnast, so a lot of good a lot of good pedigree for that next generation. Yeah, I bet, no doubt. Um, you know, I mean, and and with it's just a, such a heartbreaking story for him. Uh, you know, I'm if he ends up winning a cup, I mean, talk about a guy who had a roller coaster of a career, like off the ice. Absolutely. I mean, he, it's definitely not a Ray Bork situation, but it's no. like that kind of feel good story of like, uh, overcoming. Well, I mean, Ray Bork's was just, he played hockey for a long time, didn't win a cup. This is, this is like a real personal triumph. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, and I, yeah, so I don't, I mean, I, you know, you're you're almost trying to win me over on like rooting for the Avs again, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to fucking fall for your tricks. But uh, <laughs> you know, Jack Johnson, interesting story. You know, there that's I feel like that's like a personal story that the that could be a movie one day. Yeah, it could be. How would you feel to be his parents, looking like just the complete asshole? Oh, I know, and I just. So mind-boggling that that parents can do that. I mean, obviously people are shitty, but really, really brutal. Definitely not the feel-good story of like, yeah, we're celebrating your success. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> out here, it's it's more of just a really bad, for sure. So interesting stuff. Yeah, I mean, you've got these other other pro players where it's like, I bought my mom a house, and then <laughs> yeah. you got. This where my mom stole everything from me. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's, they bought themselves like five houses or something. I mean, they were, they were like, from what I remember from the story, they were not responsible with the cash. They're just being shit bags with it and like spending it like ballers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just very sad. It is. I, it is. I just, I hope that people can. If the if the Avalanche win this cup, and when you see Jack Johnson raise the Stanley Cup, like think about it from a human level, and there are probably very few people who have gone through what he's gone through and then got to that triumph. Yeah, and have been the whipping boy of the advanced stat crowd for his entire career. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, you know, this playoffs he doesn't have any points, but. He's he's been out there playing pretty solid defense. You know, I've seen, like I said, I've seen him making the hits and the blocks. He's made some nice defensive plays on two on ones and three on twos. I mean, he's he's out there playing hockey better than any of us who can sit here and crunch numbers. <laughs> That's true. Hockey. You know, and I don't think that he, I don't think that anybody ever questioned his compete level, right? And it's crazy to think that a guy like that has gotten this far on just straight up effort alone. Yeah. I mean, effort and talent, of course, in, in physicality, whatever, but like, you know, that that's all, those are all effort gutty plays. They're not like I'm resting on my laurels of being like, you know, able to just drop in 20 goals a year. Yeah. It's not, he, he's not where he is because he has, Patrick Kane skill. He's here because he's gritty and he's clawed and 
you know, fought for everything. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Well, good segment, Polly. You have anything else? No. No, I don't think so. Well, if the if the Avs win, I want I want to get a Jack Johnson jersey that has the Stanley Cup patch on it. <laughs> Add like to your ever-growing collection. Yeah, one as a, a support of Jack Johnson, but also as a little bit of a troll, especially because we live <laughs> in, near Pittsburgh, and the Pittsburgh fans were more brutal than any other fan base, I'm pretty sure, towards them. Yeah, I mean, everybody, they they hated the trade. I loved the trade because I knew it wasn't going to help them. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, and they paid him. They paid him pretty well, too, so. Yeah, yeah just for, for brought him in on a PPO and signed him for a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's bona fide NHL talent, though, either way. Yeah, and an American, American silver medalist. Yep. Vancouver Games. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good stuff. All right. Well, good luck to Jack Johnson. You know, yeah. ultimate middle finger to your parents would be winning the cup. Yeah. And, you know, if he ever gets any kind of acceptance speech, if he would just thank, like, the Quinn family, his in-laws, and not yeah. his own parents, that'd be even better. Wow. There you go. Snub him. Snub him on the national stage. I love it. Get petty. Do it. <laughs> awesome. All right, Captains. Well, next week uh, we're taking a little bit of a break, so we pre-recorded some episodes for you. Um, what's the first episode? I, I we recorded it a while ago, and and it's going to be out there. We talked about the NHL point system. Yep. For That's right. wins and losses, overtime wins and losses. And then on. Thursday of next week, we will be, you know, just stroking ourselves in Nick Backstrom and, and kind of Nick back, a backy appreciation podcast. Yeah. Can't, you know, we, we can't get enough of Nicky. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Capstones, thanks for tuning in. If you like the show, find where you can rate us and give us five stars only, please. Five stars only. And until next week, uh, we'll see you then. Hockey Troll, Poly Cupcakes. Signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.